You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to the Sprott Money News Ask the Expert series. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us for this episode is Chris Howard. Chris is the Executive Director at the Royal Mint in the UK, and it's a real treat to get a chance to visit with him. Chris, thank you for taking a couple of minutes to join us. Craig, hi there. Uh, it's great to, to be here from uh, the UK as well to join you on your uh, on your show. And Chris, I think this will be a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be very helpful and informative for everybody out there that either enjoys numismatics or investing in in bullion coins. Uh, I know the Mint does a, a bang-up job every year, and they're wonderful products. And so I think maybe what, where we'll start is uh, is just with some background. Maybe we'll just make question number one. Uh, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about the bullion coins the Mint issues every year, their, maybe their brand name, and, and how many do you guys crank out every year? Sure. Actually, we, um, we're we quite a large organization. Um, we cover three main areas of our business. One is making circulation coin. Those are coins in your pockets, like uh, you, in, in, in North America have dollars and we, we make pounds and also money for other other countries around the world. We also make commemorative coins in both precious metal and base metal. Those two business areas are, are key for us. And, and the one area I, I'm responsible for, which is in precious metals, uh, the bullion business. Um, we produce as a total business somewhere in the region of four to five billion coins a year. But within precious metals, um, it's uh, considerably less than that. Um, and we try to focus on our iconic styles and our on- iconic products um, that we mint and strike here in the UK. Um, those, those primarily are the sovereign, the gold sovereign, which we've been striking since 1489. Which, wow. Um, I think if I do a bit of maths, it's, it's, it's a two or three years before America was founded. So we've been striking the same coin um, in this, to the same consistency um, uh, all that time, although way back it was, uh, it was, it was pure gold. Now we, we have an alloy of 22 carats. So that's one of our flagship coins. Um, we have the Britannia, uh, which we, we strike in gold and silver and platinum. Um, and actually more recently, which a lot of your North American uh, listeners will know, uh, we introduced the Queen's Beast series right. uh, about two years ago, which I'm really pleased and, and proud about. Um, and we are continuing to launch those. I think we're sixth into the series at the moment of 10. We have four more. And we we produce those in a range of different metals um, and sizes and dimensions. That's been really pivotal for us to to really establish ourselves internationally. Um, we've been going... As I said, since 1489, producing precious metal products. But actually, where we've really started to get commercial and creative commercial business is only in the last five years. Um, so we've made a real headway in the last few, you know, last two or three years. And Queen's Beast has been one of our big success stories um, on, on throughout the world. And we sure love working with you guys. And yes, the Britannia's gold and silver, the Queen's Beast are all available at SprottMoney.com. And we certainly invite uh, Canadian, uh, U.S. listeners, really anybody around the world to check it out because we always have very competitive prices there for them, too. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's obviously very important to deal with, uh, we'll call it officially licensed coins in a sense, I guess, Chris, you know, because, uh, you know, there, there's a lot, so much talk out there about, 
counterfeiting and and fake metal, and you've always got to be careful. But I would assume as long, you know, as long as you stick with official products like those from the Royal Mint, you don't have to worry about that. But question number two, though, kind of deals does deal with that, uh, you know, and the steps that the Mint has taken to secure authenticity and and to fight counterfeiting, and to know that you know you're buying an actual official Royal Mint product. Yeah, we go out of our way, you know, a lot to to produce a a really great product with every feature possible that 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 is hard to counterfeit counterfeiting has been out there since the beginning i guess sure we've been trying to fake coins or fake other things as well um we have um luckily i'm pleased to say relatively low level um but we're always aware of our precious metal fakes and counterfeits that are out there um, particularly in the Indian subcontinent, in parts of China, you know, we've seen we've seen we've seen products out there. It's not something that that affects our business adversely, but counterfeiting in general is something we take very seriously in at, at the mint. And it may interest your listeners to know that you know we launched a new pound coin for general circulation uh, two years ago. And this time comes with a special feature, which we call a high security feature, sort of like some pixie dust that goes into the metal, which is picked up by a scanner. This is the third, it's a, it's a world first, and it's the first circulation coin. We, we're exploring ways on how we can extend that into some of our precious metal coins and bars as well. Um, it's something we take very seriously. Um, and, you know, I think by having it being a sovereign mint and having our quality control systems that we have, we lessen the the risk of being counterfeited and copied you bet you bet well here's a fun question chris uh you, again you guys have been at it since 1489 that's just I, that's mind-blowing um over those years maybe it's kind of a trivia question what, what's the most valuable coin the men has created you got anything that comes to mind well i'm gonna i'm gonna better you there actually um craig because you know we started making the sovereign in 1489 but Actually, we go back about 1,100 years. I, oh, I can't goodness. remember the exact date, but it's 900 and something. Oh, uh, we, have in our, we have in our museum here in, in the Royal Mint in the UK, and, and I'd, I'd encourage any listeners who are in, in, in the UK to come and see us. We have a fantastic ex- Royal Mint experience with a museum, and we have coins going back that we struck right the way back to Alfred the Great. Wow. Which is, which is incredible. So, you know, we have some pretty valuable coins um, and we have a a pretty impressive selection of of stuff that we've struck. And actually, it's not just coins. You know, we have in our Royal Mint experience, we have a we have about 100,000 people who come around every year to to see what we've done over the the last thousand years. And, you know, some of the things that we're very proud about is producing the Olympic medals, for example. You know, we strike some beautiful products. And it's not just circulating and, and bullion coins, but it's also other metal medals and medallions. Wow! Yeah, that, that's just remarkable. I'm going to have to get there. Where, where again is the the headquarters and that that museum? Um, yeah, we're based in a, on a uh, 38-acre site in uh, South Wales, uh, which is about two hours uh, west of London along the M4. Um, and um, just look us up. It's uh, if you look Cardiff, it's in some. Very difficult to pronounce um, Welsh uh, name called Clantrescent. Um But if you look up Royal Mint Cardiff, that's where we're based and we have our, our visitor center there. Fantastic. I'm putting that on the list. All right. Well, now moving forward to the 21st century, though, we've got, you know, there's talk about, uh, I guess we'll call it digital gold, maybe, however people want to put it, putting gold on the blockchain. 
Uh, you know, we've seen countries, some sovereign countries starting to attempt to do that. I've seen uh, products with the name of Kinesis and One Gold uh, around the world and here in the States. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about uh, gold on the blockchain. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question, and it's something we're very aware of. And you know, as a an executive member of the Mint, we have to be moving forward the whole time and reinventing ourselves. So we've been spending uh, a lot of time in the last three years in looking into how we can not only put gold onto the blockchain, um, but actually create a a long term sustainable business from that in taking. Um, gold and precious metal into a digital uh, space and that with our brand um, and partnering with the right people um, we had a product that we were hoping to launch um, a year or so ago rmg romic gold um, which we're still working on and it's something that very much we're in you know we are actively exploring this space it's a very difficult area it's quite challenging and um it's a little bit like, and I'm probably saying my age here, it's a bit of like those listeners who, who remember VHS and Betamax video. Right. It, it's, you know, there's going, to be one, there's going to be one successful product that comes through and one successful model. And there are a lot of people playing in this space. But with our brand and, you know, with whom we represent, we believe we've, you know, we, we, want, to be, we want to be coming out with, with, with some product in this space. At the moment, though, we're not quite there. Um, but we are definitely active, sir. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to question number four, Chris. Um, I, I, this one I find particularly interesting. Uh, you know, as far as I know, other than those those little guys in Ireland that keep their gold at the end of the rainbow, uh, there's not a lot of gold that gets mined in the UK. So I, I'm always curious to find out, you know, uh, where a mint like yours sources their gold and silver. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, we... We we don't have a mine. We don't have mines that belong to us, and we don't dig it out of the ground, and we don't process. We, although we were the original mint, and I say with a slight tongue in cheek, but we were, you know, one of the original mints in the Australians in Perth and and our cousins in in Ottawa. You know, they were branch mints of of the UK mint, but they have the privilege of of having being able to dig products or at least be associated with mines. We have to be very careful as any sovereign organization, that we are partnering with the right, the, the right, right minds with the, with the sufficient ethical and, and environmental um, sort of, if you like, foundations in place that we are comfortable to associate our brand with. Um, there's a lot of gold out there from, should I say, places that, that, that we would call into question. And we will only buy and source LBMA, uh, safe delivery, you know, sound delivery, mm -hmm. um, gold and platinum and silver. So that, that's one of our sort of benchmarks on there. We go out a long way. We have a whole team testing on the compliance, but also the, the you know, the source and authenticity of, of our metals. Yeah, that's obviously very important. Uh, to yeah. that end, I guess that's a good lead into, uh, I guess I misspoke, to our sixth question. And, you know, that's, I, I guess it has to do with almost kind of the black market that we see in gold sometimes around the planet. You know, there's a lot of smuggling that takes place sometimes in the Gulf states or maybe in the Far East. Um, do you have any thoughts about that and, and, and how the Royal Mint and, and um, I guess, other sovereign mints can, can help combat that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really good question. And I, I travel a lot, um, actually, 
I was only in the Middle East um, in November, and I was in Asia just after then as well. It, it's a different world. Um, you know, the, the dynamics are very different, and we have to be very careful um, as, a, as, a, as a well-respected business with one, um, if you like, one value that, that resonates above all, which is trust. And people trust us from whom we are. We we are active in the Middle East and active in India and subcontinent and in Asia. Um, but I guess you just have to be very careful who you partner with and really understanding where the, um, you know, the whole source of, of, of products and, and actually where the product's going on to. Um, I think there's a lot of things, really interesting stuff at the moment going on with blockchain and the provenance of metals yeah. and going all the way back to the mines. And I think that's something that we're very interested in, in, in exploring further. I've looked at some products quite recently where we, we believe we can really tighten up in this area. So, that, you know, it takes away the risk of investors and, and, and people like ourselves as well being associated with, as you say, the, the, the more dubious areas, uh, areas of, of the precious metal industry. Yeah. Yeah. And our next to last question, the seventh question, I guess, is kind of a follow on uh, to that and the sourcing. You know, we talk about uh, countries and, and from where you get it and, and working with the LBMA and, uh, and mining companies. How about this, though? You know, in regard to that sourcing. Uh, how is the, I guess, the current focus, if you will, on the environment, climate change, things like that? How has that influenced the mining partners that you work with? Yeah, it's a, it, it's very in topic at the moment. You know, it's, yeah. um, the environment and and not you know it used to be several years ago it would be well how is everyone treated you know uh, you know their welfare and everything right, it's now right. gone to another dimension and whether it's driven by you know new millennium millennial agenda. It's something we need to listen to and something we need to really we need to sort of um, uh, pay attention to if there's a market out there. And I think more and more we're getting asked and demanded by some of our investors in wanting to know right down. I mentioned to you just the provenance. But it's not just, OK, where is the mine and where is the source on there? But people want to know what, what chemicals were used and what, what, what were the environmental standards that were actually being put in place sure. in mine or refinery X, Y, and Z. And I guess that's, that's something that I'm really interested in, the way that that can be traced and tracked. And I think the blockchain is, is one of those that will do that. But you're right. In, in those sort of questions are coming up more and more. And it's, we either ignore it or we, we embrace that and and try to develop some products around that because it's all, all about listening to the customers. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and actually, uh, that's a pretty good segue into where I guess we can begin to wrap up with the final question in that, I mean, you guys have been around, like you said, for centuries, and the business changes, customers change too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just in your eyes, Chris, what, what trends do you see in the mint business? in regards to, you know, new products and to sourcing of metals and, you know, everything else that affects your business? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm actually relatively new to this industry. There are people who have been in the, in the industry for decades. Um, one of the things that I've seen is that, you know, there is a traditional um, in, investor in precious metals who typically, from our research and our insights, and it's not a, it's not a secret, you know, tend to be often it's male in their 40s or 50s plus, and, you know, it's a certain profile. We've seen this move. We have our own online 
B2C business. We have about 40,000 customers here in the UK. And I'm surprised at seeing that demographic lowering. And, you know, we're now seeing quite a few investors in their 30s and 40s who have a completely different set of criteria for their investment portfolio, what they want, what they want out of precious metal. That's really encouraging to see. No doubt that they need to, they are looking for other ways to trade and buy. So whether blockchain and digital is definitely in scope. Um, I think it's an industry very much in, 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 in change in that respect. You know, we still produce our coins and our bars on the physical side. But it's, it's creating that added dimension. And um, we're just about to launch a, a trading app. And it's, it's all about how, how that demographic, how those customers want to react. And, and they're used to re- working and, and trading with other products throughout, you know, throughout their lives. And I think our industry, the precious metal industry, has to be moving into this space too. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Chris, I tell you, this has been fascinating. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody, uh, you can get your Britannias uh, and a whole bunch of other sovereign coins, bullion coins, all of them at SprottMoney.com. You can also set up an account to store it safely there too. Take that problem off your hands as well. Again, SprottMoney.com, your online resource for everything, all your bullion needs. Uh, Chris, it's been a real pleasure. This has been great fun, fascinating information, and I'm sure everybody listening is, is glad they took the time to do it. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Craig, thanks very much, and um, goodbye for England, from England. Okay, cheers. And for all of us at SprottMoney News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>